This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Today we discuss the victories over Watford and Shrewsbury before we turn our attentions to the games against Cambridge and Reading next week. Welcome to Borough Pod. Hello boys, you alright? Very well, thank you. Nate, how are you doing? Uh, I've been better, but I ain't going to go into that. This is football we're talking about. That's all in the... That can fuck off for now. Uh, <laughs> we've got a guest with us today. He's coming back for his second appearance, I think. Lewis, from the Brawl Rawway. How are you doing, pal? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't complain. We won today, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Another win, yeah. Uh, another victory pod. Another victory pod. We all love a victory pod. Uh, right, so let's get into the meat of the show, I guess. Um, Tuesday, the 8th of August. Stevenage won, Watford won. I always want to call him Watford Town, and I don't know why. Um <laughs> Game started with a yellow card for Jake Fortakaski, which I thought was absolutely horrendous. Um, the free kick that he gave away led to uh, the the Hornets going. It's a Hornets, isn't it? Yep. The Hornets, but they've got a moose on their badge. Figure that one out. Um, they uh, they went ahead one nil up. Uh, Bayo was the uh, goal scorer. It's great delivery, I think, from uh, Tom Deli Bashiru. Um, got to be a little bit critical of the defending of no one no one tracked Bayo and uh and um Hagee Hagee I don't know how to say his name uh didn't come for the ball which he probably should have done um I think worse than that he took a step and a half out and then went back and that meant the defenders yes. hesitated and just led to uh yeah led to a fairly easy finish at the back post yeah, yeah. It was it was all just a little bit too easy for Watford in that first sort of 10, 15 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, they got overloads down both flanks, showed really good pace down there and just kept putting people on the back foot and uh, overloading in dangerous areas. And it took a while for us to get a foothold in the game. How do you see it, Lewis? No, I completely agree. Dominated possession in the first 10-15, took control. We were playing at their pace. Um, I think we were just almost kind of um, looking to see how they would, uh, you know, the approach to, to their yeah, style with the game. Yeah. Just kind of see, get into the rhythm, get into the game. Um, obviously, we'll get onto it, but there was a lot of time last year where 
know, we were on the ball a lot of the time, or maybe dominating possession, and, and maybe similar today, which we'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll come on to that. Um, and it was the opposite approach, really. It was kind of let them play, um, and, and let's see how we can kind of counteract that. Yeah, I mean, the, the stats certainly, um, certainly, you know, uh, back that up as well. Uh, Watford had seventy eight percent of their possession in that first fifteen minutes. Um, we actually had two two shots to their one in that first first sort of fifteen minutes as well. Um, but you know they were sort they were dominant across the board really for that first first while. Um, and then some of the, some of the sort of just I don't really know what it was. It was around around fifteen minute fifteen sixteen minute mark. Things things switched. Um, and we we looked like we had some just a bit more belief, I guess is the right way of putting it. I think that um well one one thing that certainly changed is Watford didn't seem as eager to press us high up the pitch beyond that first fifteen minutes. They were very competitive in the first fifteen, and they really looked like they wanted to put us put us in our place and then they just sat back and I don't know whether that was because we managed to assert ourselves on the game or we asserted ourselves on the game because they'd sat, sat back like it's really difficult to really tell but I mean our past success rate went up by about 20 percent um in the set in that sort of the, the the second part of the half the sort of the 30 minutes that followed that tough opening 15 and our possession went up by a good 20 percent as well so it's a it that's a clear indication that it's a much more even game but even though we actually had less of the ball i thought it was such a dominant half an hour from stevenage it, the the possession was almost entirely in the watford half at that point and you know we had nine shots nine shots from 15 minutes up to 45 or you know 40 51 as it was with the the ridiculous added time um five of the shots were on target um obviously uh marchi got his uh lovely little chest and overhead overhead goal um so yeah we, we pat what changed mate what what actually changed because I, I i'm i obviously missed it but i can't put my finger on it <laughs> I mean, they definitely managed to start putting pressure on Watford further up the pitch, which stopped their deep-lying wide players playing those big cross fields. Yes. And we really were able to pin Watford in their half, nick possession off them and set off our own counter-attacks, which made a huge difference to the flow of the game and really made it feel like uh, we were getting back. We had every chance to get back into it. And I'll add to that as well. I mean, I think we, we soon... Soon discovered. I mean, the I think it was Conan that was playing in uh, centre midfield for, for them. Yeah. I mean, he looks he looks you know really impressive on the ball, calm, composed, um, picking it in those tight spaces, um, and just kind of popping the ball off. But when he was popping the ball off, he might have been popping it off to those two centre halves. That for me, when put under pressure, when we soon discovered um, with a little bit of pressure that they couldn't quite play the ball as well as they wanted to play it. I mean, yes. you give them time, they might be able to spray a sixty-yard pass. But as soon as we started to develop a bit more of a press. It was more of a panic pass, and, and they were causing um, and, and, and making mistakes. Yeah, it was actually uh, Francisco Sierralta who was playing centre mid for them. Um, 
Kane came on in the second half. Uh, but but yeah, no, you are you are right. They they had that. Um, I think I think it was. I mean, I think it was actually probably more uh, Delhi Bashiru actually in that first half was sort of running things a little bit in the midfield while they were dominant. Um, but we just managed to. I don't know, we just managed to change things around and really push on. And taking that going into the second half, um, something that really sort of surprised me was Steve Evans actually changing changing the system. We went from we went from three three at a three at the back with um uh we went yeah, sorry. Wilding Thompson and Burns. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Wilding Thompson and Burns. We sort of changed things around. Burns came Burns came off. And uh, who was it that come on? I had this in my notes. What's it gone? Ah, I've completely lost it. Who was it that come on, Pat? Tell me. It was either Louis or Ben Thompson. I've I've just wrote Thompson down, which is not helpful behaviour on my part. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Louis Thompson had come on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah um, right. I assumed at the time it was an injury to Burns, but apparently not. Apparently it was just tactical, and it yeah. kind of worked for us. I think it just stopped them having that um, overload down the flanks that they were getting. Well, we managed to we managed to sort of overload the midfield, didn't we? Um, we 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 sat back. We sort of had that back three sat back for a little while. Things changed around, and we went we went we were we we had that extra. We then added that extra man into midfield. And I was a little bit concerned at the time that it was going to see us become just a little bit more. Uh, it was going to expose us at the back. But I thought actually having having um, Smith and Butler sort of sit back just a little bit more than they had done in the bulk of that first half, um, and certainly Butler tucked in quite a lot alongside uh, Nathan Thompson, um, where Smith. Smith had a little bit more freedom down the right flank um, against, or sorry, with with Wilden and against uh, Morris on the uh, for Watford. I thought that actually we managed that really well, and and it gave us a lot more options in midfield to move the ball around. And I thought certainly for the first half an hour, I mean, there was that middle sort of that's that middle hour of the game. Where I thought if anybody's going to go going to go and win this game, it's going to be Stevenage, um, and the stats for that sort of period for that first half an hour in the second half, really, really similar to the first half. So Watford did have more of the ball, but they just didn't do anything with it. The equaliser felt merited and it didn't feel like Watford for likely to regain their lead until maybe the last, well, 10, 15 minutes. And that's including the 10 minutes of injury time or however long it was when they started to um, get those cross fields back working again. I was yes. worried when we went to the back four with Wilding and Thompson that we'd be really challenged in the air because that's a, a, a right back being pushed inside and probably the weakest of our three centre-backs um, under the aerial ball. But they didn't really challenge us there that much. So obviously they picked the personnel based on what they're playing against and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I don't think they they offered much of an aerial threat um, so, so not having Piergiani in the team, um, I, I don't think it, it, it kind of affected us too much. I think we, we, we you know, we, we had players there that were a bit, that were a bit more maybe say leggier than Piergiani to 
to retract when the ball was going in behind. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I really want to mention the standout um, with with Maka in the middle. Um, this this team seems to just kind of surprise me every time, like every game by game. Um, I, I almost, you know, what to expect when Maka came in. I thought he was going to play a lot more high up, and he ended up playing like as a number six, just picking the ball up and yeah, he and did, yeah. popping it and in, in, in tight spaces, and they they couldn't deal with it. But that helped so much with the flow of building the play for us to get up the pitch. Yeah, I thought he had a really good game. I thought Forster Kasky had a great game as well, actually. I think he just sort of, he's really, I thought I thought Tuesday was his best performance in the Stevenage shirt. And I think actually today was even better. Um, but he seems to have taken that, that it's really difficult because I really saw him as like coming in being like a, a sort of Jake Reeves style player for us who was going to, D, what you've, what Lewis, you just said about Maka, you know, picking up the ball sort of deep and sort of spread, spreading it about and really dictating play, and he has that, he has that ability because we saw a bit of it today. But he was yeah, almost I, a bit I, more I, sort of Alex Gilby, wasn't it on on it, it Tuesday? And a credit to Steve there as well because I, I get what you what you mean. I mean, he's a player that on the ball is his part, you know, ranging. Uh, pass, you know, ranging pass, yeah. uh, pass. You know what I'm trying, trying to say, but <laughs> he, 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 he is superb at you know finding that space and pulling out a great pass. And, yeah. and I think you kind of maybe the word is a luxury player in the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But what Steve has done really well with his team and what I've noticed so far, and you, you would have seen it in the, in the later stages of the Northampton game, is the fitness levels. They do oh, yeah, one every single one of them. All right, and when you're competing against you know the championship officials and the that they should essentially be looking to go up, you know, into the, the Premier League. This is what You'd expect so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Their, their pedigree of, you know, the type of players that they have on board, you, you need to match. And I, I thought we, we matched them completely on fitness levels and, and you know, the desire to, to absolutely compete with them. Mm-hmm. And, and that really, you know, that really, that really helps with us um, in, the, in the later stages of the game, you know, still pressing, Putting the putting the um, centre backs um, no, under under pressure, and making those mistakes. Um, so yeah, a big credit to Steve there, really, because we hear a lot about how they're always running on the on the training ground, and you can see that that hard work is now coming into play, and hopefully that you know the, the longevity of that um, stands out throughout the season. Very much so. It took a couple of good saves from Hedgie to get it to the penalty shootout because uh, they sprung us on the counter from our own corner once, and uh, yeah, and got one. From a from a deep cross um, that he managed to block at the feet of the striker, that was very impressive. Uh, but I think a draw was probably a fair result on the day, based on like the quality of chances created. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, they they kept their nerve and were brave in the penalty shootout, despite uh, Reed trying to take out Farley in the back of the north stand with his first one, and uh, <laughs> yeah, got it over the line. How were your nerves going into the penalty shootout? I mean, firstly, I was just glad it was going straight to a penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think if the players would have been even capable of... I know the fitness levels are great, but going into an extra time, can you imagine that after um, Northampton the previous week? Well, I mean, so we had, we had what, uh, six extra minutes in the first half and ten extra minutes in the second half. If you'd put, if you then expected them after basically having 
16 minutes of uh, injury time. If you then expect them to do another 30 minutes with injury time in that 30 minutes as well, just horrendous, isn't it? Like it would have been the players would have been injured, seriously injured. I think in that in that period, it's just vile. Well, didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's kind of a funny one because, like, we talked about it going in that the League Cup's kind of a free hit for us and that we're not expected to win it. So it was a good chance to build some patterns and get some flow going. And if we win, great. And if we lose, whatever, kind, concentrate on the league yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. So going into the penalty shootout, it's just like, well, you know, if we win it, we progress, great. Get a bit of extra money and get an extra game to do a bit more, um, yeah. get into match sharpness and competitive games. But if you don't, you don't. It's not the end of the world. And I loved... Nathan Thompson's winning penalty where he just kind of took it like a big low yes. clearance, got his head over it and larruped it. It reminded me of Kevin Pressman back in the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we've also, what do you make of the draw? Because I, I think we've got a great, uh, we've, we've got a really great opportunity now to actually take this to the third round. you got to uh, hope so. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good draw. Yeah, in regards to taking it to the third round, as a as a fan, uh, <laughs> it's not the most. Uh, there's two grounds I said I'd never go back to again, and that was Northampton and Exeter because <laughs> Northampton's never pretty, and then they ended up being first, you know, game of the season, yeah. and Exeter's just so far away. And I've been there so many times, even on a on a weekend. I think the last time I went there was actually when um, Welpdale scored. Yes. Volley, but the, yeah. the, the Keith Bell meme day. I probably we probably call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's one I've never done, and it's certainly not going to get done midweek. Like, that is fucking horrendous. I genuinely <laughs> think I genuinely think there should be uh, there should be rules against making teams play that far away at the week during the middle of the week. It's just horrendous, isn't it? Like who, who <laughs> wants the only player, the only fan in the world that wants to go to that game is Farley, isn't it? <laughs> Ketty's going to be there. Ketty will be there, and he's not happy about it. He was, he was, he was having a moan about it today, wasn't he? About how he's going to go, but he doesn't really want to. But he still. Will. <laughs> there should be rules about. They win. There should be rules about talking into the balls as well when the draws being made. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah, that all about? Mark, he's old, bless him. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> right, let's talk, let's uh, let's move on to uh, today then. Uh, 2-0 victory over Shrewsbury uh, Town. Um, so, I got uh, a lot of very confused looks in the press box at full time when uh, Dean and Steve said to me, so, what do you make of that? And I was like, I thought Shrewsbury Town were better than us in the first half. Um, I thought... I, Everybody else disagreed with me in the in the box. In fact, one of the uh, press there for Shrewsbury basically was like genuinely looked at me with his and his jaw dropped. He couldn't believe that I thought Shrewsbury had been better at all at that, in during that game, um, and that's continued with other people that I've spoken to. So I'm obviously wrong about it, but I just I th- I don't know whether I was just so impressed with how good we were on Tuesday that I'm now expect uh, my expectation levels have, have been are now unrealistic. But I just thought I just thought we were dreadful in that first half. I just I could we couldn't get going. The passing was crap. I thought 
Actually, I think that I think that for the full game, actually, even after we did get our noses in front and, and go on and win, I thought the passing today was woeful. Um, we didn't create enough. I thought the 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 ref the refs today really didn't help matters. They they the all of them just tried to make the game about them. I thought some really fucking weird decisions throughout the game, um, and some also some decisions that were made that sort of defied the rules of football but anyway uh, sort of get, getting a bow on myself I don't really want to talk about them all season like we did last year um, but yeah I just I, I the game didn't sit very well with me and and I'm looking at the match stats now and we very clearly dominated the game 63% possession to 30, their 37 we had 14 shots to their two uh, we had six on target to their one 13 corners to their three. Uh, we, had, we committed seven fouls to their 12. So, like, quite clearly, we had the better of the game. But I just thought we were woeful in that first half and we couldn't string passes together. Shrewsbury didn't seem affected by us. That, I, I, by me saying I thought they were better, by no means do I think they were good. I thought both teams were just crap. Uh, it looked like <laughs> a leggy, leggy game where no one really wanted to take the initiative in that first half. I mean, I get the frustration because despite the fact we had the majority of the play first half, we didn't create any difficult saves until really late on in the half with that pitch header. And for all of the play that we had, Shrewsbury forced the best chance to score in that half with their Mm -hmm. one effort on target. It was well saved. And then maybe 10 minutes later, Pidge forced an actual semi-difficult save when the keeper had to dive to his left. But there was a lot of kind of throwing it quite high and loopy down the flanks, and they're always low percentage chances to regain possession and do something dangerous with it anyway. But particularly today, the wind got up a little bit and you're starting to see that affecting Hedges goal kicks. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't we weren't helping ourselves cause Shrewsbury problems until the second half when we grew into the game a little bit more. Yeah, I think I think we, we, we should first notice as well that there was uh, a few more changes today, uh, you know, from the goalkeeper to, to March. Yeah. Uh, March started, started again um, alongside uh, Presley. I think, you know, it's, it's a relationship that they haven't played probably too, or they haven't played too often together. So it's going to take time to gel. Um, yeah. You know, it would have been exciting to see if Listy was fit and available, just to see how we'd work off Presley. Um, yep. my, my only concern, and, and it was today, a little bit in Northampton, is we know it can be Steve's way at times and, and to go the long route, but we have the players to be able to play. And we see that second half when when Jake Forsakaski, um, my man in the match today, um, oh, was yeah, getting on the ball a I think, I think comfortably as well, actually. But but that first half, um, I, you know, I just worry that we now we have a was he six foot four in Presley mm-hmm. um, that we kind of use and abuse that too much when we do have the players to be able to play. Uh, yeah, I got I got so fucking fed up of saying long ball from Stevenage, long ball from Shrewsbury, long ball from Stevenage long ball from Shrewsbury it, there were long periods of the game where neither team wanted to play the ball on the deck and I think I think you're right I think the signings we've made this summer um, or you know like keeping uh, JFC we've got players that can play fo- football uh, you know we had them last year and we did play a fair bit of sort of longer ball uh, 
football, but we we've got players that can fucking play. So it's really frustrating, especially coming up against Shrewsbury, who had basically nothing today. Play fucking football. The few times we did, it worked really well. And we moved down the field really nicely. I don't know why we didn't stick with it when we started. We got into a bit of a groove and started going with it. I just we're being spoiled, boys. I think that's what's that's what's happening. <laughs> there was uh, a lot of breaks for little injuries as well, which I don't think helped the flow yeah. of the game very much, and led to <sighs> eleven minutes of injury time at the end, which uh, my bladder could have done without. <laughs> yeah, there was quite a lot of it today, wasn't there? Um, obviously, with the referee being being one. Did you, yeah, did I mean, you see what happened to him? Just no, a little uh, muscle pull, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think mm. that's all. Yeah, there were no contact anyway. <laughs> 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 I, was, I said, to, I said to the uh, the the guy from the Opta uh, office, I was like, I wonder if it's tactical. He he had a good old laugh for laugh at that. Um. But yeah, uh, let's let let's. You mentioned Presley um, earlier. Um, did his did his shot take take a deflection on the way in? It looks like, like it because it looked yeah. from, from my angle, which I don't have the best angle to see goals down that end. Really, um, it very much looked like he'd had a he'd had a sort of crack at it, and it must have hit a defender because the goalkeepers dived past it. It looked to me like it was going in anyway because he put it the opposite direction to where the keeper was diving. He'd steered it back beyond him, but it did definitely take a bobble off the defender near. Oh, did he? So he was aiming for that corner anyway, was he? I think so. Yeah, I think because he did. He hit okay. it on the turn in that direction from the cross. It was a lovely bit of build-up play with Thompson yeah. laying it off inside under pressure and Forster Kasky mm-hmm. driving at their back line and then feeding in Luther, who was as both of our wing backs were a lot of the game really aggressively far forwards which really helped us when we didn't just yes. loop it yeah i thought uh, i thought uh crossing was disappointing today um having you know having, having just said about how we're uh we're playing a bit too much into trying to get it into uh to, to presley from long i thought actually when we did get into good positions to cross we did not do a good job of finding him it must it must be extremely weird for Lufa to 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 that though, because you know, one game he's playing centre half, the next he's playing at full back, so he's not really crossing the ball much, and then he's crossing yeah. the ball. Um, but even when Kane Smith came on today, I mean, usually his delivery is spot on, and there were just a few moments today where it, it wasn't it wasn't quite there. Like there but... Yeah, there were like three deliveries from Kane, like all in a row, which went just went out like for goal kicks, really harmlessly, which is really disappointing because they're yeah. be- they're just better than that, aren't they? They need to be at this level. Yeah, especially, you know, now we've got that pinpoint striker as well. I mean, he, I think he's going to come along. He's going to score goals, Presley. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed with his work his work rate so far. Um, today, his, his heading was a lot better. He won a lot of one of jewels uh, in the air. Um, it's just getting those players to, to gel and kind of get in and around him. Yeah. I think just to get onto Pat's, um, you know, what he mentioned about the goal, it was just that one moment of quality from Forza Kasky to drive forward with the ball to try and create something. I mean, weirdly, we've, we've seen Freeman do that a couple of times, but he um, yeah. obviously was on the bench. But it, it, it was um, that that bit of quality that, that's going to make the difference, whether you, you know, kind of pop into space, driving with the ball, popping it off, and the next thing you're creating something. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think I look forward to seeing a lot more of that from, from Forza Kasky. I think 
that's really where his his quality lies is getting the ball and sort of being being that driving force moving us down the field carrying the ball um one thing that really wound me up today actually with with that sort of thing is um Butler seemed really, really, really reluctant to move forward with the ball. As soon as he got the ball into feet, he was looking for someone running down the channels. Even if he had yards and yards and yards of space in front of me, in front of him, he seemed really, really interested to just getting the ball out of his feet. And I'm just, I was just like, there's so many opportunities where he was looking for it so much, and then he was forcing that ball, and we just lost it because we do we we didn't well for whatever reason you know it was either over hit or. Uh, I forget his name there. Number five um, in that back line just had it covered Feeney. off. Feeney, that's it. He, had, he, he won everything in the air today, Feeney. He was very um, good. So it, it, it just rankles a bit because it's just constant, isn't it? Keep going at the same, doing the same thing think, over and over again and not getting different results. I think that's where, I, I think Shrewsbury kind of counselled us out well. Um, but they, you know, they've clearly done their homework and gone, OK, well, we create a lot of chances by using our wing-backs, which is yeah. you know, what we do, get out of them and cross the ball in. I think they just counted that out well. Um, so it's, it was almost like driving forward. I mean, I think you... I don't want to pick him out too much, but, you know, March, you maybe could drop into the little bit of a hole and pick the ball up and, and knock it off or, or yeah. maybe kind of run down the channel or get in behind a little bit more. I, I don't know what he's instructed to do. Um, but, you know, a little bit of support there. If they're... If the fullback's got the ball, you know it's either you, you, your centre midfielder's got to come in and give it the option, or, or you, if, if Butler essentially wants to go forward, then what's March going to do? Is he going to drop into the hole? Is he going to get into behind to, to give an option? But mm. I thought they just cancelled. I think they just cancelled us out well today with, with that. Yeah, there were quite there were, there were quite a few occasions when the ball was knocked up and Presley won the ball, and March was just nowhere to be found for the knock on because March was also trying to come and find that ball coming forwards. Um, yeah, and it was noticeable that Presley started heading square across the pitch to on-rushing midfielders rather than trying to pl- flick it on for March to run onto, yes. which is kind of how you'd expect that partnership to work. So they at least adapted to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, were, were there any players today that were you know notable for you, like stood out? Um, who, who, who would you like to... You know, I've got a few of my mind, but I'd like to, like to know... Who, who you thought kind of stood out today? I'll let you crack at that first, Pat. I mean, I agree with Forstakowski's man of the match. I thought he was excellent. Pidge was his normal dominant, handsome self. Uh, I thought Nathan Thompson had a really tough game because he got battered and kept getting back up. And despite yes. the fact of being dropped upside down on his neck, he still managed to uh, play on and was you know, didn't even seem to have his movement affected particularly. And as a side note, how you wave play on after a guy's just landed upside down on his neck, what are you thinking? Ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Um, Um, Yeah, I thought Thompson was excellent today. Uh, I thought Bud Dan, but uh, yeah, Burns had a really good game again. Um, I don't know why I'm I'm calling him Dan Burns. That's clearly not his name. Um, But yeah, I thought he had an excellent game again today. Um, I don't really want to pick out the ones that I didn't think played well. There are a couple of them that I thought were off it today, weren't weren't their usual selves. So we'll just move away from them. But uh Forsakowski for sure was the uh was a standout for me. Um I did like what Presley offered though up front, just going back to him. Uh, I just wanted to I just wanted to ask you to too about uh how you think he sort of fitting into the squad in that 
Nozza kind, that kind of Nozza slash Danny Rose sort of target man, someone who's going to get up and win the ball or or sort of you know get it under control and bring it down and sort of try try to hold a play up and bring others bring others into the game because I thought, admittedly, it was a very difficult game for him to try and do that in against Watford. Um, I thought he showed signs of being able to do it against Watford, but I thought he did that particularly well today, particularly winning the headers and putting them into into well, I mean, into a position where March should have been, or putting him into midfielders. I think that he, I think that he had a really good game overall today, Presley. Yeah, I think he wins more than his fair share, and it's probably the position where there's the biggest drop off between the guy in the first eleven doing it and the guy behind him doing it. Still, apart from maybe left back, because we basically don't have another one, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I think it's a profile we've been lacking. Um, we missed it a bit last year. It's almost we've taken elements of both of those players with Nozer and Rose. Um, you know, Rosie was winning headers all the time. You've got the, now the strength and the hold-up play um, from Nozer in, in Presley. A lot, mm-hmm. The one thing I'd like to see improved is um, with, with Nozer, he's, he, he had good feet, you know, um, and, and sometimes intelligence, it, the intelligence to kind of pull out a, a, a quick pass into the you know the supporting teammates around him. Uh, Presley's footwork right now at the moment is, I wouldn't say it's the greatest. There's a couple of bit of a yeah. hold-up play, but there was a moment he picked up the ball on the edge of the box today and he took a couple of touches trying to work the space to get a shot away and it kind of didn't, didn't pull off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've got no complaints with his hold-up play. It's link-up play. It's just kind of getting out of small spaces. Um when he needs to with his feet, it just lacks lacks a bit of quality at times. Yeah. But you know, he's, he's he's young still, isn't he? Is yeah. he how old yeah. is he? Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's 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 a lot of room for development there. Yeah, um, yeah. Fucking loads of time, better. mate. And he's got that in him. There was a lovely moment on the halfway line against Watford where he came back, shielded it, turned the guy, and then tried to pass it into March, and they were on the different wavelengths, so he passed it one way and March ran the other, but. That link-up didn't happen, but the first touch to, and the turn to make the space to make the pass was good. Yes, yes. Right, can you, what the fuck happened with the second goal, right? Because I thought Jordan Roberts scored and wheeled away. So I told the Blake Jordan Roberts has scored this one and apparently everybody else in the ground saw Jamie Reid score. Definitely Jamie Reid, yeah. So Alex McDonald would have scored... But he basically headed it onto JB Reed's thigh and he bundled it over the line from about two inches. A classic right. striker stat padder goal. Yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I I was convinced that um, Maka had hit the post. So I, I got it really wrong. Sorry, Opta. I got it well wrong. I'm miles away from the goal, to be fair. So it, You had the bad that, angle for it as well. It was a that, good angle from the east. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I was like almost directly in line between like Maka and the post. So I really couldn't fucking see a thing. Yeah, it was a bit of a bundle, kind of fizzed into him, and then um, it, yeah. it was it was the celebration that, that sold it to me. Because as Reedy's uh, running away, he's kind of almost. I mean, you said it's come off his five, but in his celebration, oh, I mean, until we see the highlights, he was slapping his stomach. Not maybe. <laughs> he just kept slapping his stomach. Oh, and, and oh, the, little, the, the, the BBC website had reported that he scored a header. So between all of us, he scored every part head. of his body, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> But it was interesting because they they brought on Dunkley 
because Pidge was started winning like every single corner and cross that was coming in and started forcing loads of dangerous situations. And then when we finally score from a cross and a set piece, it's not Pidge at all. It's uh, McDonald at the back post, yeah. who's not the yeah. biggest, but uh, timed his run really nicely. He did, yeah. Um, Dunkley was really lucky to be on the field. I thought. I thought there were a few moments where he, he could have got yellow. He could have had multiple yellow cards. Um, what did you make overall of Shrewsbury? Like, and what do you think their season's going to look like going forward? So just, just quickly, was, Dunk, was Dunkley was that number twenty two? Twenty two, yeah. Twenty two, yeah. I mean, he went for a big swing and miss, didn't he? At one point, I thought he might, yeah, might have got yeah. sent off. So, yeah, he, he went. He swing and miss and went straight through uh, uh, for Sakaski's a uh, lot like, thigh, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was high. That was, it was that was, it was, horrible. It was quite reckless. Yeah, it was. Re- I mean, that was way out of control. I mean, yeah. if, I, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Is that a yellow? Is that a sending off? It's I've definitely like, seen it's sending off tackles like that before. Definitely an argument for it, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, so what do you think about what do you think about uh, uh, Shrewsbury overall? Do you think? How do you think they're looking for the rest of the season? I don't think they're a bad side. They looked pretty solid citizens, but you don't see them getting higher than lower mid-table if that's how creative they are. But I don't see them getting relegated on the basis of being that solid for the majority of the game. Yeah, where, where did you where did you guys put, put the Shrewsbury in your predictor? Oh, that's a good question, Lewis, and I wish I'd... Uh... I'd predicted that you were going to ask that and have it open already, but I don't. Let me have a look. <laughs> let me have. A, let me see if I can find it first. Jesus Christ! I mean, mid table, lower table, upper in the table. We've, I mean, we've we've got a nineteenth overall, um, and actually that and that is bang on because both me and Pat uh, separately put them nineteenth. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I think that will be about right. I think if they if they stay up. Um, I think they're adapting a new approach now, aren't they? They've got new managers. They are, and... yeah. They've got they've got Matty Taylor there, um, and it was always going to be a big a big ask uh, replacing uh, Steve Cottrell, wasn't it? Yeah, and obviously going for a more uh, what youthful youthful approach now. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if they, you know, I don't think they were horrible. We've seen a lot worse. Well, worst teams previously. I mean, there's still, yeah. still, still a lot of season to come to to, to kind of judge that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think right now they'll be okay. Uh, it's it's going to be a long season. I think it all depends. You know, you never know with with sides, and it, it could be with us as well when when injuries start hitting. Yeah. Um, that's, well, that's going to be one of those differences, isn't it? You say when injuries start hitting, but uh, Luther went off injured today, didn't he? So that's now four of our last season's back five injured and one of them doesn't play for the club the other one doesn't play for the club anymore with Max Clark mm. yeah slightly worrying times depending on how bad that uh, muscle strain is for for Luther and hopefully hopefully it was just a, hopefully it was just like a little knock and it's just precautionary bringing him off um there was a bit a bit of good news today though uh, obviously Tuesday uh, TVC I saw him over in the Westland and he was uh, he was double crutching and today he didn't have any crutches at all so that's uh, that's uh, that, that's nice to see, <laughs> and I, still, I can't work out what's wrong with Listy because he was he was he was moving around like he wanted to be on the pitch. He was up and down rapidly, so uh, hopefully we get him back soon. 
that'd be good. Yeah, Evans in the interview talking about Listy being the sort of player that needs to be a hundred percent to uh, get yeah, on the field. Some players would be out of ninety or eighty. Was an interesting soundbite. Pro- the problem, the problem with that, the problem with that is, is that you can't possibly be at a hundred percent without having had some game time. That's true. There's no such thing as match fitness just because you know you wake up in the morning, right? Yeah, you need. You need time in order to get yourself there and get yourself playing at one hundred percent. So we need we we need to see him back sooner rather than later. I think obviously not too not too soon. Given what this league is like, you're going to stay at one hundred percent for about two and a half minutes before someone clumps you. So uh, just get out. Yeah, sure. I thought I I mean we've we've only had Northampton and Shrewsbury, right? We've not exactly had any of the big boys. But I thought I, I I was just. I thought League One football was going to be far more te- like a big jump up in sort of technical ability, and it just hasn't been so far. Although, then again, I think that might be a little bit harsh because I think our squad is a lot more technically gifted this year than it was last as well. So, yeah. Again, I think, I, I think that's we're, me we're expecting got, the world. Yeah, we've still got a lot of those, you know, bigger, better yeah. sides to, yeah. to come up and play against. You've got the likes of your derbies and and you know. I think Portsmouth got a result again today. Um, well, we'll go through those in a minute. And then, um, yeah, your Barnsley. So, um, yeah, we, we, there's going to be a you know a lot higher quality players yes. that we're going to be coming up against. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. Right, uh, let's go through the uh, the League One uh, results today because there were some bloody great score lines for us, weren't there? Um, Oxford won, Carlisle nil. Uh, Peterborough won, Charlton nil. Which I thought was, that that one surprised me a bit. I thought I thought Charlton would be be a little bit more comfortable uh, with that one, and they would win that one. Port Vale surprising everybody, beating Reading, or they maybe not because I think Reading are rubbish. Um, Stevenage obviously winning two nil at home against Shrewsbury. Woo! Your Bristol Rovers won, Barnsley won, Burton lost three nil at home against Derby. Cheltenham also lost 3-0 at home against Bolton. Exeter and Blackpool drew 0-0, which really good result for Exeter that. Fleetwood lost 2-0 at home to Cambridge United and about four travelling fans. Um, Leighton Orient lost 4-0 at home against Portsmouth. <laughs> Football god Richie Wellens, my ass. Uh, then you've got Lincoln City beating th- uh, Wickham 3-0 at home and Wigan beating uh, Northampton 2-1 at home. So... Um, yeah, out of the promoted side so far, uh, Stevenage are doing really well, and uh, the others aren't. Carlisle are in 17th, Northampton are in 19th, having lost both of their games, and Leighton Orient are 23rd, having lost two games and conceding five goals. Are you Forest Green in disguise? <sighs> That's beautiful, isn't it? Wickham, bottom of the pile, with having let in six. Cheltenham, unsurprisingly, uh, in the bottom four, having conceded four. Um, and obviously lost both their games. Burton as well. I'd like to see Dino down there. That's beautiful. Um, Port Vale is surprising me. Uh, you know they got oh, they, they lost one drawn lost sorry lost one one one. Um, uh, they're up in fifteenth. Um, I thought they were going to be they were going to really struggle this year. Um, but look at uh, look at Stevenage third in the table, flying high. I mean the tables are. Basically irrelevant at this point of the season, but it's still nice. I know, but we're not going to stay there very long, so let's enjoy it while we're there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, something's got to give against unbeaten Cambridge, isn't it? 
Oof. Oof. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that, shall we? Let's talk about Cambridge on Tuesday night. Lewis, let's, uh, let's have your thoughts on it, mate. Firstly, what's Dabo up to these days? Can we get him back for a return just for one game? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's playing in the French like nineteenth division or something. Wow. <laughs> he's probably their sec- second well, or third Cambridge. division. Yeah. yeah, just just a one de- one game loan deal because he really did dominate that game, didn't he? Dabo yeah. day. <laughs> it is Dabo day. You're right. Um, Dabo day Tuesday. So um, <laughs> look. I haven't really done my own work on Cambridge, but I do know um, where they finished last year. <laughs> Very much down the bottom. Um, yes. Just about stayed up. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll comfortably do all right, you know. I, I, I fancy for a win on Tuesday. And, and that's very optimistic and, and, and positive of me to say that. But um, we just, we just look, I think we look really good at the moment. And I just don't see them as a threat. I don't think they have like any kind of standout players that I think are going to cause us any troubles. They've got uh, Fajiri up there, haven't they, at the moment? Oh, Fajiri revenge game then. Yeah. No, I think the quality we have will will, will, um, will, will be will be okay. Yeah, I'd like, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'll back that. I think uh, I think looking at looking at their team and looking at the fact that they've. They've not really improved over the summer in terms of like the, the players they've brought in. Like, it's really difficult like saying that, right? Because they, they, they almost got relegated and they're co- they've won two from two so far. So, like, probably take it with a bit of a pinch of assault because they're clearly doing something right at the moment. But I just don't... I don't think... like A bit like Shrewsbury, actually. Like, they they didn't really improve any of the play, players that they lost. They didn't really improve on any of the players that they've lost. Uh, they've either sort of maintained or got a little bit worse. Um, obviously, someone's working, but yeah, I'd like, I'd like, you know, it'd be really nice to go up there and be the, be the, uh, the, the first nail in the coffin of their season, wouldn't it? I think like, our <laughs> defensive record last year, um, and then just the way that we play, um, we just look so solid at the back now, and I just any team, I just fancy us right now, um, just because how. Solid we are at the back. Yeah. And um, um, these last two games, today and, and against Watford, are two great examples of different ways in which we can play. We can, we're happy to let you know the opposition play with the ball and, and counteract that. And today we dominated possession and it showed that what we could do on the ball. And, I, and to be honest, like I said, we, we, we spoke about the first half today and there were times where we weren't as great as what we could have been. Yeah. But we have the likes. We, 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 we have... The, the, the depth and the quality now to, to bring the types of Macca or Freeman on, or even Ben Thompson can play. Yeah, where yeah. We can get those. We can get those guys on the pitch and make a difference. I think. I think a big a big thing that Steve's done. You know, we we saw it a few times last season, um, where we were able to win dirty. Right, we we were able to win when we weren't necessarily playing particularly well. I think. We dominated today's game, sure, but I still, I'm, I'm still not having it that we actually played that well today. Um, so it's really nice the fact that we're able to grind out wins when we're not at our best. But likewise, you know, we like you said about Tuesday, you know, we 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 were up against a tough opponent. We let them play football, but we were comfortable at almost the entire game. We played really well in just doing what we would, you know, we we were there to do, which was to sort of spoil their day. 
Um, and we we did that. We pulled that off really well. So I think that it's re- it's a really great sign that we can we can sort of win both ways, as it were. Yeah, there's been periods in this club recently where you've been one up or two up, and you've still been like, okay, when's the slide going to happen? When are we going to capitulate? Yes. And it was the absolute opposite today. Although at half time we'd not really created very much until the last few minutes, and. Shrewsbury had come closer to scoring than we had. And still at half time, I was like, "Yeah, we're fine. We've got this. We're growing into yeah. it. We're gonna. Uh, I, I can see us still comfortably winning this game." And that's how it turned out. So, it's a really kind of nice, confident place to be. Looking at this team, and they've got the ability to see games over the line, and in, in, as you say, in multiple different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we should probably talk about next next uh, next Saturday as well, right? Because we've got. We've got a trip to Reading, and that we'll be recording after that next. So, is that it? so we 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 got two games before we play again. Um, sorry, before we record again. Um, they've had not, they've not had a good start to the season. Um, they lost one nil at home against Peterborough on the opening weekend, and they lost one uh, nil away at Port Vale today. Um, I a lot. I've seen a lot. Reading are one of those teams in everybody's preseason predictions that you've either put them down the bottom of League Two or you've put them right up the top of League Two. We've got them down the bottom end. I think they've had an absolutely abysmal summer and it's just going from bad to worse for Reading. Um, I really fancy us to go there and win comfortably. And I don't really feel... I don't feel very comfortable saying this because I still feel like I'm being a bit too overly ambitious and maybe a bit too optimistic about it. Because I still feel like, oh, you know, we are Stevenage after all. Um, but I just feel like we're going to go and do them. I just do. I can't put my finger on it. Does someone else want to say something? Yeah, when I thought my way back off mute. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. So, Lewis, Lewis, you go, mate. I forgot I was on mute. <laughs> um, no, look, I can't. It's, it's going to be one of those. Um, we just got to play our game. Um, you've both got them down there for a reason. You obviously don't believe that. You know that they're, they're, they're going to be good enough to. Uh, we've just seen the chairman's notes, for example, and we know in Big Steve's probably ambition is. I mean, chairman's notes. He said we were looking at top six. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't Which is know. news to me. Yeah, Chairman's notes today said um, our, our goal to, to be top six. <laughs> um, which wouldn't surprise me if that's Steve's goal and probably feel to dream big. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you know, we're ready on the side that, that aren't going to be up there. Um, well, like I said, we've just got to play our game. Uh, there's, there's pretty much nothing more to that. I think what's going to happen is we lose to Cambridge in the 98th minute 1-0 because that's what always happens when we go to Cambridge and then they're going to go to Reading really pissed off and turn them over 3-0. <laughs> that's quite that's quite a uh, I mean it's very Stevenage fucking hell that yeah that I don't I it makes me uncomfortable how Stevenage that is Patrick. I don't like it. I don't like how accurate that feels. What, what is exciting is the trip to Reading that I was made aware of. If you go in by train, you can get the Elizabeth line. 
which I, yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do that. So, oh, Jesus that's Christ. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I had somebody trying to get me, uh, who said they, well, who said they could and would get me a, get me a box seats for Reading and we were going to make a sort of podcast day out of it and uh, and he, 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 he ballsed up and let me down so I'm not fucking going now oh sad times uh, it's not that sad Reading's shite I hate that ground I'll listen to the game while I'm making my missus birthday cake then <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm going to be having far less fun than that as well I'm not going to go deadly for driving there Deadly for driving there because the amount of bus lanes we've done it before and it's just like yeah. you'd be scared of like going into the bus lane and getting caught on the camera. Hang on, but how'd you, <laughs> no, but, oh, I don't know because how'd you, how'd you manage that? Because you, you get straight off the M4 into the ground. I don't know. Just get lost. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> well, fair enough. Right. Uh, is there anything else to talk about, boys? I'm sort of I'm at a loss. I think we covered everything, haven't we? Pretty much. I think so. Cool. All right, then. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us today to listen to, uh, well, us, us chat about Seamanage winning football. It's, it's great, isn't it? Um, if you haven't checked it out already, head over to www.boroughpod.co.uk. There's some stuff there to read and look at and listen to. It's cool. And we're going to be adding more. Plug it. Um, Patrick, thank you for joining me. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure as always. Lewis, thank you for coming on again, mate. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Folks, as always, just um, if we're plugging uh, we're plugging little bits of exclusives. Go on, plug plug, plug yourself. Plug yourself, mate. Yeah. I, always, I, I always should offer it to you, and I never do, so go on, plug it. Oh, well, we'll plug, yeah. So, yeah, well, if, you, um, if you didn't know, Lewis, at the board away, um, lots of vintage materials and merchandise and promoting club's history. Um, but in regards to exclusiveness, um, I would urge every single Borough fan to follow Borough Foundation. They do a, a lot of great work in the community um, and they're linking up with us for a new project. Um, we recently did the Where's Danny Rose booklets where we liaised with the local schools and did a, a drawing competition um, that featured in a search and find style booklet that was sold to the Borough fan base and, and we raised £300 to them. Um, so we're now working on a new project, um, which we've kind of worked on already. There's a few bits we've added to the stadium that you might have um, seen recently um, and we are getting a bit more support now from our foundation so um keep your eyes peeled on their platform and socials and the stadium yeah if you've got any idea what lewis does you'll have a good idea about what's coming and i can't wait it's gonna it looks great already and it's gonna make it's gonna look even better whatever it is it'll look sharp as fuck <laughs> what a way what a way to end this episode of Borough Pod thank you everyone for joining us and up the fucking Borough
What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.